Welcome back to Sprouting Joy. I'm your host, Alizé Robinson, and today we're going to be talking about prayer. So just before we hop into our actual conversation today, I just had some updates, some life updates I wanted to give you guys, some affecting the pod, some not affecting the pod. But what I really wanted to share, one, is that I'm writing a book. So that's happening. Um, It's been a lifelong dream of mine to write a book. Ever since, I kid you not, I was in like 6th, 7th grade, I remember I I was in the middle of writing a book. And if that book ever comes to fruition or not... I'm not sure, you know, it's all all in God's plan and timing, um, but I'm very excited. The book is called Journey to Joy, and it's based on a main character named Zoe and her journey to discovering true joy and what real peace is. And that's all I'm going to delve into because I don't want to spoil too much, but what I will say is that if you are a avid listener of the podcast, if you are subscribed to the podcast, if you follow me on Instagram, you will be the first people to receive a pre-order to get the book. So I repeat, you will be the first people to get a pre-order of the book itself. I will planning on releasing the book in the following months to a year. Um, I've never written a book before, so I can't really get too much into the details of the timeline there just because I don't want to say something and it turns out to be false information. But just stay tuned because 2023 is going to be a big year, not only for the podcast, but for myself as well. And once once that book hits stores, once it hits wherever it's going to hit and you're able to pre-order the book, you will be the first one to get the link. If you follow me on the podcast, if you listen to this podcast anywhere, it will be in the episode description as well as in my Instagram bio on my podcast. And this will be exclusive to podcast members. So if you're just now tuning into this podcast, you're brand new, never heard me before, well, you're in luck because you will be able to receive a pre-order of the book. So that's that on Journey to Joy. Just stay tuned. We'll be talking about that in the coming months. But the podcast itself is growing. So in about a few months, our podcast will be a year old, which is wild to think about. Um, My podcast will be a year old. I've been doing this for a year on and off. Of course, I haven't been as consistent as I would like to be, but I'm just grateful that we've made it this far and that we continue to push forward and we don't give up, you know, and I'm, I'm just thankful to each and every one of you that listen to this podcast and take the time out of your day to to enjoy the conversation that we have here. I know it's just myself, so sometimes it can be pretty boring to listen to one person speak all the time. But for those of you that stick around, that listen to my episodes every week and wait for me when I stop dropping episodes for like a month. I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful. And I'm just really excited for the future of this podcast. In light of speaking of the future of this podcast, I actually have an announcement to make. Well, it's not really an announcement considering by the time this episode gets to you guys, you'll already have found out. But if you follow me on Instagram, that's where I keep up the most with the podcast. I've been trying to be a little more active a little difficult doing that, but nonetheless doing my best to be active on the podcast Instagram. So definitely check me out on there, Sprouting Joy Pod. Uh, but aside from that, 
uh, I shared with you guys on the podcast, Instagram, of course, uh, a, a poll. So I asked, hey, if I did Bible studies on the podcast, would you listen? And a good amount of you said yes. So by the time this episode airs, I'll have already dropped Sprouting Joy's first ever Bible study podcast. If you didn't catch it on Instagram, I will be releasing, well, it's already released, but there will be a follow-along study guide. I don't exactly know what the study guide is going to look like just because I haven't built it yet. I'm filming this in advance, but once it is built out, it will be linked in my bio on my podcast Instagram where you can receive it. It might be on my personal as well, just depends, but we're going to choose one book, one book series every single month, and we're just going to really dive into that and just set apart one episode a month, or sorry, one episode a week to be able to just dig into the Bible and the Word. You know, it's it's nice to have these um, conversations and placing them in real life perspective, but what I'm really, really looking forward to is getting into the word and and building a conversation based off of that not just applying you know what the word says and and what's true and what's not to our lives but actually and actively reading it together and then diving in a little deeper and and doing some study on that so i'm pretty excited and i can't wait for you guys to listen to it to check it out so that's coming in. It'll be in the works. But of course, like I said, by the time that you guys actually receive this episode, that by the time this airs and you listen to it, um, the Bible study will already be out. So just stay tuned for that. We're going to be working on that very, very soon. I'm very excited for it. But anyways, that's enough of an introduction of you guys listening to updates. I know you want to get straight into the title and and the the topic of this episode um so as you can see we are talking about prayer today i wanted to talk about prayer because as as important and as prevalent as it is in the church in um a relationship with jesus and just as a christian in your lifestyle as a whole um you would be surprised at how many people still struggle with it. So just a little testimony of myself. I've been a Christian, saved Christian, for about two years now. I grew up in the church, so this was something that was always pretty common to me. I was accustomed to going to church, but I didn't really live for Christ. Not until about almost three years ago now, now that we're in 2023, almost three years ago now. I have been a saved Christian, born again And the one thing that I have found myself struggling with is prayer. So I was just having a conversation about this last night, which is what sparked my decision to speak about this on the podcast today, is that prayer and reading your Bible, but more specifically prayer, um, it fluctuates. It fluctuates a lot in, in discipline and time spent praying, and and how well you can pray, how well versed you are in your prayer, and how comfortable you feel having a conversation with Jesus, it 
it varies and it fluctuates depending on the season that you're in. So I was talking to somebody yesterday and we were just going back and forth about how sometimes we can skip out on prayers or sometimes we just find it really difficult to read our Bible and and we can go sometimes days, weeks, months. And they were just telling me like at one point they had gone months without reading their Bible and and they just felt really bad and and they were just uh, really opening up to me that they felt like they were almost less than because they you know, couldn't, couldn't sit down and and read their Bible and get through it in a sitting and just hadn't done it and had neglected it for months. But what I told them was that honestly, it fluctuates every single season. I mean, we can expect ourselves to, to perform at the same level in a good season as we would in a bad season. And, and I, and I shared with this person and in full transparency that I myself, even struggle with this because they told me like they they really admire how disciplined I am with reading my bible and and my prayer time and I just had to tell them listen it took me a very long time if you look at my prayer journal um you'll notice the fluctuation in in um amount of in the amount of times that I write or that I'm present in and I'm active you can see because every single day that I would write, I try to write two to three times a day in my prayer journal um, just to remind me, one, to always come to God first and pray, but also just have it written because it's something that helps me keep my mind uh, centered on Jesus and just coming back to him and giving him everything. And even if it's just in writing, it's something that's been a part of my routine um, since about August now. But if you look back at it, you'll notice that there are gaps, whether it's I didn't, I wrote in the morning, I didn't write in the evening, I wrote in the evening, I didn't write in the morning, I skipped a day, I skipped a week, I even skipped a month. You'll notice the fluctuation and the amount of times that I've been active inside of my prayer journal. And this is something that I strive to do every single day. So if I strive to do this every single day and there's still gaps missing in between of days, weeks, even months maybe, um, even in just the days of like not doing it as consistently as I would like to, then that's just a testament to the fact that everybody struggles with this, you know, just because in the season that I'm in right now, I'm... Uh, particularly doing good and being really disciplined and reading my Bible and just having this routine that works for me doesn't mean that in the next season I will. And one thing I shared with this person is that I've noticed that when your prayer life is doing good, your time spent in the word isn't. And when your time spent in the word is doing good, your prayer life isn't. And maybe this isn't true for everybody, but it's true for me. Every single time I found myself really excelling in my prayer life, I've really been lacking in my scripture life and spending time in the word. I find it hard to to make time to read my word, but I find it extremely easy to find time to pray. But then the opposite can be said in other seasons where I find it really difficult to find time to pray. But I've, it comes really easily to me to spend time in my word and in the scriptures and in my journal. And so I just kind of came to this conclusion that we're always going to struggle. When you excel in one area, you're going to fail in another. 
And God knew this. He didn't ex- he didn't ex- um expect us to be excelling in every single area and just have it all together. He knew that if we're going to give 50% to one area, we're going to have to take that 50% from somewhere else. If we're going if we're giving 20% to reading our Bible, 20% to our prayer life and 40% to um our job those area there's going to be other areas in our life whether it's our social life spent time spent with family um things done for yourself care time those areas are going to have time and energy taken out of them in order to make up for what you're taking away from and what you're putting into other areas so no matter what you're never going to be a hundred percent balanced and a hundred percent excelling in every single area of your life but what's really important is that you take that information and you say, okay, here are my priorities. This is the season I'm in. These are the things that I desire to excel in in this season. And accept that you're going to have to put some things aside in that season that maybe aren't going to benefit you or that you just simply do not have enough time for. And accept that there's going to be areas in your life that you're not going to be as best as you would love to be or you would like to be and, and, and excel in the areas that you would desire to because of where your priorities lie. So, for example, say you're um, you're in a busy season, you have school, you have work. And you have your relationship with God. Okay, so then in those areas, in that season of your life, that time period, that time frame, there's going to be something that has to give, right? Well, if you're giving to your relationship with God, that's your prayer life, that's your devotional life, that's your time spent at church serving, um, being active in community. If you're giving time to school, that's going to class, doing your homework, studying, anything else that is required of you for your classes, And if you have work, that's showing up on time, working as many days, as many hours as is expected of you and excelling within those hours that you're there. That in itself is also another area that is a priority for you. That's somewhere that's going to take some energy from you. So for in all of these areas, you're putting time into. But then past your list of priorities of course there's still other stuff time spent with family hanging out with friends self-care and these areas are starting are going to start to lack a little bit and it's not because you're neglecting them it's not because you are letting go or you don't care about your family or you don't care about your friends or you don't even care about yourself it's that you have priorities and you're using your time to to work in these priorities and to to excel in these priorities and make sure that they're doing the best that they can so it's the same thing with your prayer and your devotional life sometimes there's going to be seasons of your life where it's going to be really really difficult for you to find time to be in your devotional but if you're making time in your prayer life the point is that you're at least making an effort at all and i know that it's not ideal we as humans sometimes we can be perfectionists and we want to be good at everything all the time and we really lack our confidence in ourselves and uh, faith in ourselves when we start to to fall in certain areas of our life we start to 
to compare ourselves to other people and be like, well, they spend time in their word. They spend time praying. Okay, but what does their season look like and where do their priorities lie? Because I can guarantee you, if you can call out their priorities in their life and if you can see where they're see what type of season they're in, there's going to be an area that is lacking and that is missing something. You cannot do it all. Jesus does not expect us to do it all, nor are we equipped to do it all. Because if we were equipped to do it all, then we wouldn't need Jesus in the first place. Only people who are incapable of saving themselves are going to need a savior. Jesus didn't need to be saved. That's why he was the sacrifice for us. If he needed to be saved, then he wouldn't be laying his life down for us because he would be just as imperfect as we are. But he wasn't. So he did lay his life down for us. We, on the other hand, are imperfect. We have limits. We have boundaries. We have points in which we cannot push past because if not, we will burn out. We will be depressed. We'll have anxiety. We'll break ourselves to the point of where we just cannot function anymore because as humans, we have limits. We need physical rest. We need emotional rest. We need mental rest. We need spiritual rest. That's why the Sabbath is so important and that's why it needs to be kept. So we cannot expect ourselves to be like Jesus in the sense of we can do everything. Yes, Philippians 4.13 says you can do everything in Christ who strengthens you. Yes, he strengthens you to do things, but that does not mean that you should place the expectation on yourself that you're going to do it all. You cannot do it all. You can excel in certain areas during certain seasons, but you have to accept and admit that there are going to be areas in that season of your life that you're not going to excel in, that maybe are are things that you're ashamed of, that you're not doing well enough in, or things that you wish you could be doing well in that you're not, and you want to excel in those areas. For example, I started my book back in July, and I wrote about two chapters, wrote a title, I wrote the two chapters, never touched it again, never looked at it again. And although I had the desire and I, I, I had wanted to write in the book so, so bad, and I wanted to start the book. I just knew that in the season that I was entering as I started a new job and I finished a semester of school, it just wasn't possible for me to be able to balance at all and still give enough time to the book that I was writing and make sure that it was to the best of my ability what I wanted it to be and what it was intended to be. I didn't pick that book up until maybe two weeks ago, a week and a half ago or so. And that's when I started working on it because right now I'm in work, but I've already been there for almost three months. So I've kind of gotten adjusted to the changes And I also am on break from school. So I have that extra time in which I'm not working on my assignments and stuff. And that has allowed me to put more time into my book. But it's also allowed me to put more time into my relationship with God and put more time into work. Now, when I start a new semester, can I guarantee that I'm going to have time for all of the things that I have time for right now? Probably not. I probably won't be able to hang out with a friend every single week. I probably won't be able to write five days a week. I probably won't be able to wake up um, later and do certain things. I might have to go back to waking up very early and using the time that I have in the morning to work on things because by the time I get home from work mentally, I'm drained, I'm exhausted. Um, I can't really put any brain power into 
doing anything else. It's more of just my time to relax and to just prepare for my physical rest as well as just allowing myself some mental rest after the day I've had. So I will be having to switch my schedule. I will be having to maybe write for less days or sacrifice sleep in certain areas if it's something that I truly desire. But it's that knowing that there's going to be areas in which I have to take away priority so that I can give priority to the areas in that season of my life that matter the most. Tying this back to praying, I know uh, I got off topic here, but I just got really passionate about this because it's something that I notice affects a lot of people. They'll feel guilty or they feel like they're not doing enough and that in itself, the doing enough is where we're going wrong with that. Um, Jesus does not expect us to meet a certain threshold of time spent in prayer, a certain threshold of chapters read in a day in order to be able to be saved. We could read a chapter a day and pray five minutes a day. And if that's quite literally what your season and what your life in its current moment allows, Jesus is going to have grace with you and he's going to love you just as much as somebody who has time hours allotted to be able to spend in their prayer life and their devotional life and be able to do everything else he's going to have the same grace with you as he does with that other person because the intention behind the time you're you're spending with him and knowing that even though you have a million other things on your to-do list you're making time and you're making space and maybe even sacrificing certain things in order to be able to give it to him first and he's going to honor those things and have grace and compassion on your life knowing that the season that you're in is only limiting you to certain things certain capacities but it's when you you have the ability to spend more time you have the ability to be in your in your bible and and be with jesus more that's where he's going to start to kind of take note and and realize okay this person maybe just simply does not want to spend time with me Maybe they just don't love me. Um, and that can come with its own its own uh, threshold and, and agenda. And, and that in itself um, can just be linked to many things, whether you truly just do not desire Jesus in that season or you're just going through a difficult season and you're navigating how to um, have a relationship with God. And I've been through that season and, and I was in that struggle. And trust me, it was very difficult, but Jesus loved me through it all. And in the end of it, I just realized how lucky I was that even when I did not know how to properly develop this relationship with him and how to translate this relationship in this season that I was in, and, and I was just really struggling to find time Uh, not even find time, but make time to spend with him to the point where I was just kind of like ignoring it and I didn't want to do it anymore. I was angry at everybody and I was just angry at my situation. He still had grace and compassion and love and mercy over me. How lucky was I to be able to have that? But just, and there's different seasons of your life. There's going to be different seasons. And the most important thing is that you cannot expect of yourself to be the same across all different seasons. And I know I said that, but I just really want to emphasize it because I think it's something we can get caught up in. And like I said, it's our perfectionism that tells us that we have to have the same prayer time in every season. But now that we've talked about it and we've kind of dug into 
why it happens and how it can affect us. Let's talk about how to get over, how to avoid those feelings, how to uh, take those thoughts captive and how to uh, navigate more difficult seasons and also embrace the easier seasons where we have that time and just taking advantage of the extra time we're given. When you're in a difficult season, like I said, it can be very hard to find time with Jesus. But my first and foremost recommendation is set a routine. Now, I was talking about this with said person yesterday, the conversation that we had, and I just told them a routine. A routine is going to be what changes everything for you. If you're the type of person that sets their alarm at whatever time in the morning, you can go to sleep at whatever time you want in the evening, and it just fluctuates throughout the week, it's not going to work. You're going to have to change that, and it's going to be hard, and it's going to take discipline, and it's going to take having to sacrifice maybe an extra sh- an episode of your show, maybe a movie, maybe some time spent with family or friends, having to call it a night earlier than others, and just really setting that routine that's going to give you enough leeway in the morning to be able to do what you have to do, get to where you're going on time, but also make that time for Jesus and make that your priority in the morning. So... First and foremost, you have to set a routine. Setting a routine is going to be the thing that really, really implements more discipline and more structure into your life, but it's also going to make spending time with Jesus feel a lot easier and a lot more accessible. I know sometimes it can be hard with a busy schedule, you just it slips your mind or day passes you by. By the time you realize it, you already have to go to bed and you're just like, wow, where did the time go? Like there's 24 hours, but it felt like there was five minutes. And so setting that routine and just really having a structure in your life and being disciplined, especially with that first part of your morning is going to be very, very, very crucial. The second step is setting intentional quiet time with Jesus. Now, whether that's the the car ride home and you set an actual physical timer and you just play some worship music in the back and you really focus on spending that intentional prayer time with Jesus or that means while you're cleaning your house you set a timer and you play some music and you spend that intentional time with Jesus just giving yourself an uninterrupted um certain amount of time to spend with Jesus. Now, for me, that's 30 minutes. So I'll use 30 minutes as an example. But I don't want you to think that you have to that it's um, that you're doing too little or that you're doing too much. That's just an example because I'm starting to implement this aspect into my life. So for me, I felt like a very good uh, way to introduce this discipline and this this aspect of a routine into my life would be 30 minutes for you it can be an hour for you it can be 15 minutes depending again on the season that you're in the life that you live and just where you're at spiritually all these things come into play so don't think that just because I say a certain time or I say you should do this and and that every single day that it's just a one size fits all you adjust as needed but take also this advice and apply it to your life and and any way that you know how translate it so that it can accommodate your season your your spiritual walk with Jesus but also your schedule so for me that's 30 minutes a day so for example one day I was home alone so I sent I set 30 minutes 
and I just played some worship music in my room. I closed my door just to have that extra intimate time with Jesus and space and just know that I was physically being intentional as well as uh, mentally and, and spiritually. And I allotted those 30 minutes. But what I did was I have an iPhone. So for me, I like to set my timer so where it doesn't set an alarm off, but it turns my music off because I like to have music when I'm praying. Sometimes it just depends on where I'm at, but sometimes I will like to play music and I will set that and I'll use that for myself to just kind of gauge um, the time that I'm spending with Jesus, but making sure that I'm being intentional in that and at least if I don't do anything else for the rest of the day, I don't get into my words or anything, at least I can say that, yes, I did spend time with Jesus and I made intentional time. So it can look like praying in my room. It can look like praying while I'm doing laundry, while I'm cleaning the house, while I'm taking the dog on a walk, um, while I'm on my way home from work, maybe on my lunch break or I have a break and I'm just walking around work and I do my half of 15 minutes and then another 15 minutes later. It can look like so many things. But the point is, and the important part is, that you're setting that time apart and you're being intentional and really allowing Jesus to come into your life and just be sit with him. Just sit with him. Just have a conversation. It's like when you set time to go see a friend uh, me personally, I like to add things to my calendar just so I don't forget. So I'll add it to my calendar. I'll set a time. I'll put the person's name. I'll make sure that we're confirmed on the time. And then I like to confirm before. And when I get there, I like to be very intentional. So I try to stay off my phone as much as possible. I try to just be very engaged in the conversation and just really be there whether um, they need me um, ask someone to talk to, to a shoulder to lean on, or we're just catching up as friends and we're just, you know, hanging out, spending some time together, just really embracing each other's presence. And in the same way that I give that respect and that discipline and that time and that intentionality, um, as like as I would having coffee with a friend, I do the same thing when I spend time with Jesus. Now, again, like I said, this is something I'm working on. I have really been lacking in my prayer life. It's not been going as well as I would like to, but my discipline in reading my Bible has been very good. So even just now, you can see how that fluctuation can happen and it can vary. Just a few months ago, my prayer life was on fire. I was praying every day for like an hour. And even in between, you know, I would do two 30-minute walks. And in between, I would still do my in-between day daily prayers. So my prayer life was doing good. Um, that's around the time when I was really lacking on my devotionals. Sometimes I would miss because uh, I was tired or I was just like, oh, I already prayed. So, you know, it counts and whatnot, whatever. That's not the point. The point is those 30 minutes or however much time you allot, you're being intentional. You're treating it like as if you were going to meet a friend for coffee. Now, when you're going to meet a friend for coffee, do you go and you're kind of just like you show up at whatever time, even though you gave them a time, show up at whatever time you can, depending on, you know, what you're doing. Oh, I have to actually I have to go somewhere. So I think I'll just show up 30 minutes after I told them, oh, actually, I'm hungry, so I'm going to get something to eat and then I'll go meet them. That's an hour. You get there. And you're kind of just like not really listening to them. You're barely really engaged in conversation, kind of just really thinking about what you're going to have for dinner, what the laundry is and what you're going to do when you get back home after you spend this time with them, just so that you can say you spent the time with them and then you're done. Is that how you treat a friend? Because I would not want to be your friend 
if that's how you treated me when you asked me to go to coffee. But if you're the type of friend who shows up and you're like, okay, I said we're getting there at 3. I'll be there at 2.50 just to get us some seats. I said we're going to hang out for 30 minutes. My phone is going to be put away. It's going to be on silent. I'm going to be completely engaged in what you have to say. I'm going to be completely um, enthralled in, in your presence and just make sure that I'm really being intentional with the time that you've given me. And I'm really thankful and I'm blessed that you would even show up to meet me today. And I'm just so happy that and ecstatic that we're we're here together and, and I love to con- converse with you and I love to spend time with you. Okay, then I would want to hang out with somebody like that because I'm like, they're being respectable, respectful of my time, of their own time, and they're sticking to what they originally said. Now, you might have the argument, oh, well, God, you know, he doesn't really live on the same time plane as we do. Like, he he's just everywhere all at once. He's, you know, in the past, he's in the future, he's in the present. Yes, but that does not mean that you do not have to respect his time like you, because Jesus makes time to spend with us, believe it or not. He could be doing a million other things up there in heaven. Sometimes we think that he don't do nothing. And my pastor told us this the other day, and it really, it really like shook me to the core because I was like, you're right. We do treat him like he doesn't have other stuff to do. There are other people who are begging, who are dying daily, who are being killed for their faith and would do anything to have a free, uninterrupted in public, in open area where they do not have to feel like they have to hide in secrecy time with Jesus. They would do anything to have that. Anything. And we get it for free every single day. And we we neglect it. We take it for granted. And now, I'm like I say, I'm speaking to myself. I always tell you guys this because I be doing the same thing. I, I, I be like, I'll be taking advantage of Jesus's time and and just because he don't live in the same time plane as us does not mean that we are not taking advantage of the accessibility that we have with him. And so I just really want to emphasize that and make sure that you guys really see it from that perspective, because it did help change my perspective of like, wow, you're right. God could be doing other things. Jesus could be doing other things. He literally sits on the right hand of God himself and He still makes time to listen to us. He still makes time to spend with us. Another thing in your prayer life that can really help improve it and help you do better in that area and and just grow is the silent moments. Now, you might be asking yourself, what are you talking about, Alze? What do you mean silent moments? Like, why why do I need to have moments of silence in my prayer? And that's because... A conversation isn't just a one-way street. It goes both ways. So if you went to coffee with a friend and the whole time all they did was talk about themselves, their problems, their day, uh, what updates are with their life, they didn't even stop once just to listen to maybe what you had to say, wouldn't you be a little upset? Wouldn't you not want to spend time with that person anymore? What if you had something very important to tell them, but they were just so in, like involved in what they had to say and what they needed to tell you? And although they had good intentions and they're bringing this to you because they care about you, but you're like, listen, I need to tell you something really, really important, but you won't even stop one moment to listen to what I have to say. Wouldn't you be a little 
little upset, like maybe, maybe I won't tell them. Maybe I'll just stay quiet. Maybe I just won't share anything. Maybe you do want to tell them, but they just haven't given you the space or the opportunity to. And then they get upset with you and then wonder why you haven't told them anything, but it's because they didn't allow you that space. It's the same way with Jesus. It's the same way. It's the same thing. I'm not saying he gets upset with us when we don't let him speak because I don't think he gets upset with us, but I, I definitely do think that he takes it into, into, into account that we do not give him space to have a conversation and we just talk at him, not to him and not with him. So again, that's something that I'm also working on because but like I, that's an area I really struggle with is listening and, and, and hearing God. I'll, I'll have those quiet spaces in, in my prayer time. And I try very, very intently to listen to him. But I realize that it's not just about listening with my ears. It's about hearing with my heart, with my spirit. And it doesn't just happen during my prayer time. It happens all day, every day. Whether it's in the butterfly that I see fly across, reminding me of God's promise for my life. Whether it's a sunflower that pops up on the side of the road. Uh, the only one reminding me of God's love and his intentionality. Knowing that he loves to see me joyful. And, and he loves to give us things that we love. And for me, I love sunflowers. And so he loves to do little things like that just to remind us of his love. Or the word that a coworker or friend shares with me, just reminding me of Jesus' grace and his compassion. Or that moment of peace that just overwhelms my soul and my spirit and covers every single bad thing that happened that day. Reminding me that he is all I need and he is all I need to rely on. And that even in the moments of chaos and of struggle, he's with us and he's not going to forsake us. In those moments, in those moments of silence, in those moments of really not just listening with our ears, but hearing with our heart and our spirit, is what's going to help our prayer life overall the most. And that's something that we just have to work on and learn daily. It's not something that we can just um, master overnight. That's a lifetime uh, goal. That's a lifetime achievement that's a, a daily bearing of our cross a daily surrendering and just working on on really giving ourselves to Jesus every single day and so I just hope that in everything that we talked about today that you guys really just take at least one thing away from this it doesn't matter what it is I just pray that if you listen to this you would just take one, one piece of advice, anything that really touched your heart, anything that Jesus was trying to tell you today, I pray that you would just take that and you would hold it close to your heart. And I pray that if you are blessed by this podcast today, that you would share it with maybe somebody who might need to hear this, not because I need people to listen, not because I want people to to have to to have more messages more listens on my podcast but because I want people to be reached by Jesus to be reached by the blessing 
and the grace and the compassion and the love and the amazingness that is his love and the salvation and and, and grace and just anything that they might be needing in this moment today. I just want everybody who can hear this to hear this. And if you know somebody who has been in search of a reason to to live or they've been in search of just a, a speckle of joy, of peace, of of advice, something just to, to keep them going, I just pray and encourage you to share this with them because I, might, I may not be the person that shares something with them and, and it changes their life, but I can at least rest in peace knowing that what I'm putting out there into the world, things that I'm sharing, things that God puts on my heart, it's going to help hearts heal. And whether this advice really, really digs down deep or it's just a podcast and you play it in the background, I just pray that these words would bury themselves into your heart and that they would reach the people that they need to reach. I thank you guys so, so much for listening to today's podcast episode. Um, This one really hit home for me. I think this one is going to be really good. And I'm really glad that I get to share this with you guys. Just my personal experience. The things that I've learned as a Christian. And things that I continue to learn. And will always be learning. Because we can never be 100% perfect. I just pray that this advice, this testimony, what God's put on my heart to share with you guys reaches you deep down and you not only just listen with your ears but you would listen with your heart and with your spirit and that you would take something with you and apply it to your life today i thank you so much for listening to this podcast i hope i see you guys next week remember we are doing podcast episodes bible studies on mondays from now on so you're not only going to get one episode but two episodes a week one Bible study, and one regular applicable conversation about your life and just about taking scripture and and putting it in real life. So I just thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week. I cannot wait to see you guys on Monday. Bye.